evening, one and all, and welcome back to another action-packed day of adventure from the League of Ultimate Questing. I'm the one and only Kip Tilligan, voice of the LUQ and servant of the Nexus Enterprise. You are all here together to witness the glory of the new Nexus Beacon just last night, ushering in a new age of questing entertainment as we send our signal to nearby worlds and beyond. With this wonderful new creation, we'll be able to reach all new audiences and share the League with the entire multiverse. Now gather your friends and family close to the scrying screen because we're bringing you a non-stop day of new exciting quests from teams of all rankings, as well as special bonus clips of best of league moments. So get some snacks, get cozy, and open your mind to all the wonderful sights we have to show you. And if you're seeing this from a far-off world, we're happy to have you here on the League of Ultimate Questing. party meets in a tavern. Sure, you own it, but the trope still holds significance. (laughs) Maven, with a voice of abject authority, tells the patrons, We're closed. Everyone out. Isaac, Christian, go home. Jean-Pierre, take the day off. He responds, But my adoufet! Now! And they say nothing. And one by one, they leave. Maven pulls some chairs out at a table and sits down clearing his throat. throat) Well, okay then. This is it. This is the talk we've been waiting to have. Oh, I had that ages ago. (laughs) My parents died before they gave it to me. I think you know what I mean. Would anyone care for a drink? I know I need several. Uh, I'll take ten. You make use of the bar and prepare yourselves. I check on Jean-Pierre's etouffee. <laughs> he turned it off. Okay. Well, this is all happening much sooner than I would have liked. But the world just changed. And we either need to change to meet it, or let it defeat us. First, before I reveal some things to you, do you all understand the risks involved in hearing the truth? Once you know them, there's no turning back. That seems ominous and I don't understand, so I guess, yeah, I'm ready. What? <laughs> the truth about what, Maven? Everything that's been happening. All the things that I've been working on. All of the things you've been learning about in your own ways. They're all connected. Uh, do, do go on, yes. Blow our minds. I'll start with a bit of a description to set the scene. There are many kinds of power and energy in countless worlds. There's arcane magic, there's the faith that powers the gods, there's cosmic horrors, there's time and matter itself. These are all powerhouses of reality. But the thing that ties them together are the ley lines of magic. They're the gentle thread that holds the multiverse together. They form the links between worlds. They make planar travel possible. They make our use of magic possible. They give the gods power to build planets and raise the dead or even just to blow out a candle. It's a kind of cosmic anatomy. The more we know about magic, the more power we witness, the more we believe in the gods, the stronger all of these things become. Our existence, our understanding of these things is what gives them strength. If we look at this like a living body, well, there are things like viruses, things that adapt in order to feed and grow. It started as just another kind of energy. 
same as any plane of existence, same as any bottomless void or the birth of any sun. It wasn't asked to be made, but it was. And it needed to stay alive. And in order to do that, it had to feed. The only thing it could consume were the ley lines. It became a part of them. But they weren't strong enough. So it adapted to do the only thing it could to make the ley lines stronger. Be noticed. Make people aware of it. So it became a white light. Something beautiful. Creatures couldn't look away. They followed it. They traveled to see it. And they were consumed. When all was drained, it adapted again and moved on. This was the birth of something called the luminary. You can't really call it a creature, so best to think of it as a kind of energy. But that was just the start. Each time it moved on, it had to find a new way to be noticed. It evolved. It took the shape of life forms in a world, and it hunted down others. It fed on fear. Many stories of some rebellions or invading forces taking over a world and destroying it can be linked back to the luminary. Seeking power. Taking the shape of beliefs. Centuries passed. New worlds were born. The luminary moved and changed again. And at some point, it learned that it didn't have to kill. It learned that it could be loved. Love was a very powerful fuel for the ley lines. It could be admired. It could be worshipped. And that's when the divergence happened. The luminary split into three parts. One part was the energy, the strength, the ambition, and the gift to consume. It dwarfed the smaller two parts. The second was like a mind. Something to gather information, something to find out how to adapt and grow in secret, and relay that information back to the luminary. Something ever-changing. The third was the harbinger, a force that drew energy, drew in love. It was sent to test worlds, to try to destroy them, and if they survived, it was time to move in. And so it went. The first would go to a new world, spend centuries there, learning, adapting, finding out how to destroy it and consume it most effectively. Then the harbinger would arrive. It would see how far the world would bend before it broke. And if it held, the luminary would move in, follow the plans of the first, and take the second back as a champion to help rule. It took the form of gods. It fed. Those gods died and it moved on. It took the form of heroes. It liked heroes. The system worked. It's the same system that destroyed Selvarax when the luminary took the form of Minariel. But the more the first learned, the less it wanted to destroy. And at some point, it stopped serving the luminary, and it used its gifts to evade their eye, and chose to fight back against this power, and help the worlds to hold their own against the luminary. And it failed. I failed. Now they call me the consummatious one. The one that rebelled. The moment I chose to turn away from the light, I grew weak. But nonetheless, I have helped to destroy dozens of worlds. I've drawn the blueprints of their demise. I've served a power that was born to be loved and to destroy. I've been on this world for hundreds of years. And I was born to put an end to it all. 
the Nexus Enterprise, the Commissioner, they are one. They are the Luminary. And the League of Ultimate Questing is something I designed over hundreds of years ago to gain enough strength to defeat it. Being known is power. Being witnessed is power. I made the perfect formula for admiration, visibility, and entertainment because there is no stronger fuel. And it was taken from me. But making the League was an act of passion. I love it. It is my whole life, and I want it to be used for good. There are good things to be born from this energy. It doesn't have to destroy. And he seems different. He was a little bit disheveled when he started talking to you, and now his clothes look clean-pressed, his mask glistening. You all knowing the truth about me here and now, it... I can feel some strength returning. It's amazing how quickly it can take hold. That's why I had to keep everything a secret. Because as I grow, so does she. She tried to kill me when she took the League. But I was protected by the very contracts that I built to manage this enterprise. I wanted to find the greatest team. To build the kind of winning team that could help me take back the League. And put an end to the consumption. Right under her nose. But we're not ready. I needed more time. She's moving too fast. And now she's broadcasting to other worlds. She won't even have to travel soon. They'll come to her. They'll all worship her through a machine from a distance. We have to take it from her. Or accept this fate. I'm certain you have many questions. Believe me, I've been sitting on this for far too long. But everything we do from here, whether it's along my plan or in a different direction, we should move quickly. What are our assets? We have what's remaining from our League funds, which, uh, if we act out against them, will be stripped from us. No, no. Not money. Assets. Real assets. We've made some allies along the way. To my knowledge... We have the Eri Lunaros interdimensional communication, da? That is ours to control, yes. Yes. We have you, a shapeshifter with foreknowledge and understanding. Unfortunately, my connection to Cosmeriel and the Farewell is no more. Is that true? I don't know. I haven't heard anything. But we have one other thing. And he looks over at Crest. What? What? You are a weapon. Obviously, it is your choice whether or not you want to help in this cause. But if you wish to be counted among our assets, that would be very good for us. Crest oh, is just... Just in a state of shock and awe. <laughs> you don't have to answer now. What else do we have? The Drav are few, but they would likely be willing to help. We might have some leverage over fans. We have popularity. We have the heart of Apernacency. Hmm. I'm sure if we reach out to Pickens, he might be able to assist us. He deals in extra planar things. 
I'm sorry, Maven. I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. I uh, I hear things like this, this kind of crisis, and my instinct is to play the captain. I guess this is why I'm glad you're our captain. But these are things that I've been working on for some time. I have been in touch with most of our old allies in some form or another. They'll be expecting us to contact them should things move quickly, and I fear they should. So what is your plan? My plan is to destroy the beacon, and we need to understand that most of the fans of the League are going to become completely beholden to it now that they've witnessed the light. And I suggest all of you avoid looking at it any further, should you be able to. Which is why I brought you inside. There is only one light that concerns me. I've never been overly concerned with light. I've been putting some resources into forming some legal battles. One of the ways we might be able to overpower such a huge enterprise as Nexus is with the help of the governments of the Five Kingdoms. Would this simply be a paper shield? Will be in many ways, yes, which is unfortunately one of the strongest weapons I have. But I've been collecting evidence that Commissioner Mina Luri has been breaking several laws in the Five Kingdoms for some time. And when this information is presented, there is a chance the kingdoms will help us, unless they've already fallen under the influence. Is there a way to prevent the influence of the beacon, or to counteract it once it's set in? There are precautions that can be taken that will help, yes, and I ensure we will do those very soon. RTM sunglasses? It's not quite that kind of light. Pity. Honestly, this has all been moving far too fast, and I'm open to any extra ideas anyone has. We need a bunch of tinfoil hats, then. <laughs> uh, there are the crystals in the crate. Uh... That's good information. What do you need from us? I'm going to need the team to destroy the beacon. In Chimaris? That's right. Does that mean going through the Dawn Gate again? No, I think we may have to find a more direct approach. But first we have to take the precautions to ensure that you're ready. Once we leave this place, there may be no returning. Isn't there... Aren't there better teams than us? Why, why us? All of those teams, by the time we are done, will be fully committed to the League. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry, Nathan. I need to ask this right here, right now. What? Why is the commissioner... Why does she have a special interest in me? That's a good question, Chris. Do you remember the harbinger that I mentioned? Yes, yes. He just stares at you very quietly. <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you must be joking. No, no. It makes sense, Christ. No. Oh. No. Your powers. No. You are a weapon. No. You never did your job, though. You were found before the power took over, and something stopped it from happening. He says, looking at the crystal in your chest. Whatever that is, it's holding, holding it all at bay. The commissioner moved forward without you testing this world. The plan was too perfect. So, if I if I have the players straight, Chris is the harbinger. You are the. Well, now they call me the consummatious one, but I am the mind. I am the first. And the commissioner, she is the the luminary. Yes, itself. She holds the lion's share of the power. 
Uh, this cannot be real. So you and Chris are part of the same person? At or one point we being? were, yes. I look at Chris, I look at Maven. I look at Chris, and I look at Maven. <laughs> Chris, you need to understand that you were born as a human. The power was implanted into you. All right. The Harbinger is always born on the world. It will test. What happens... Um. What happens to the parts? What What are you trying to do? Are you trying to make her leave things be? I want to take the League back. It's my creation. And I want to use it for good. I want to take it from her so she doesn't use it as a weapon to consume the hearts and souls of millions of people. Are you hoping that she'll leave? I'm hoping that she dies. And what makes you think that you won't die with her and take Crystal along? It's a chance I'm willing to take, but one of the sources of her power... Uh, excuse me. A chance you're willing to take. What about Chris? You're willing to sacrifice his life? For, for millions, yes, in a heartbeat. Yeah, then what makes you so much different, huh? I'm also willing to take this price. This is why I'm asking. I want to present things to you so you can make your own choices. And what if he says no? Then we find another way. Then let's find another way until he's made the decision... Is there... The Commissioner is part of the being that you and Christ are both also a part of. The Commissioner essentially is the being. We are just appendages that were made long ago to aid this creature. But you're... And I look at my hand and I go... Self-aware appendages. I was given as much intelligence and mindfulness as I could for my job. Is there a way for you two to combine and become a creature equally powerful as her? Even combined, we are just a small shadow to her flame. And anyway, a gestalt entity will simply just be a different person. We'll still be killing both of them. The most important thing to do now, regardless of what happens to the luminary, is to destroy the beacon so we can slow down the progress. We'll have to go through the Everstorm, though. You may have to. Hmm. We're going to destroy it, but we can't look at it. Not yet. Not yet. But soon you should be able to. We can't look at it, or they can't look at it. No one should. But soon, as I said, there will be preparations to make sure that you should be able to be free of the influence that the Nexus has put on you. He drains the wine that he's been drinking this whole time. I regret having to wait saying this so much. Can the Watcher beyond the moon... Is there a way that we can turn the lunar shield that holds it back against the commissioner? Can we trap her within the same prison that it is contained within? To free one prisoner from a cell and replace them with another is a good theory, but then the first prisoner is free. Can we put them in together? Imprisonment is an option, but even the idea... I say I wish for the Luminary to be destroyed. It's a joke. She's godlike. While she's diverted most of her energy into creating this beacon, and has not yet consumed as much as she needs, she's still a terribly powerful creature. An energy. An essence. Her power's invested in the beacon. A great deal of it, yes. I hope that in destroying it, we'll deal her a mighty blow and weaken her. 
is there any way we can turn the beacon? And I kind of look at Chris into a weapon to turn against her, use her own power to shut her down. It's possible. You understand, though, that if I had told you this some time ago, it would have started the wheels turning too fast. The Watcher said much the same thing, that asking questions or hearing answers accelerated the doom that we were facing. Yes. She already knows that you know. I see. The good news, if there is any, for this portion of the plan, is that because we were once one and the same by the laws of the kingdom, if something happens to the commissioner, then her assets become mine as her next descendant. Hmm. This is part of the legal suit I've been putting together to utilize the powers the Five Kingdom has to ensure that the League is returned to me. I wanted to wait until you were a legendary ranked team. You'd amassed more strength, more wealth, more artifacts. But she played her hand. She's been watching us all along. She knew who I was, but I was protected by the laws that I put in place. Just gritting her teeth and waiting. I'm not surprised she's moving so quickly. What laws do we face? Well, to rebel against the League would turn you against the Nexus Enterprise. The kingdoms won't have any say in trying to take you in, but they will have bounties on your head, I'm certain. And that is of interest to many people. And League officials themselves can take whatever actions they want to stop you. I would be surprised if there weren't several teams right now that are receiving quests, specifically to bring down the Renegade team. Then we shouldn't stay here much longer. I agree. We only have a little time. The main thing I need to know is if you are willing to help me in this. I'm not in control of the plans, though I do have some in place. I'm open to listen, but I want to make sure our goals are the same. Will you join me in trying to take down the Luminary, returning the League of Ultimate Questing to the right hands? Arvid pulls out his axe and puts it in front of him in a symbolic gesture of joining. Morty puts his paws up on the table, <laughs> licks your hand. He doesn't know what's happening. <laughs> I've lived my life, a member of a race I thought had no home. I've come to realize these past few months, we do have a home. I will help you keep it safe. I put my hand in. I have devoted my life to what is good. There's no greater good than saving the lives of everybody on this plane and all those to come. Put my hand in. Christ, I understand how cruel it is to ask someone who didn't know they were part of this structure to help destroy the plans that I myself put into place. But whether or not you join us, You'll still be a part of this, and the outcome will affect you. One more. One more sad verse. And a long, sad song. He puts his hand in. To moving forward, and not fucking it up. Hi. 
to not fucking it up. Don't fuck it up. (laughs) (laughs) And as you put your hands in the center, Maven reveals a small device he was palming and puts his hand on top of all of yours and says, don't fuck this up. And as he says that, he pushes a button and there are five loud pops and a sharp pain in your wrists as the LUQ bracelets fall to the table, broken and smoldering. We're out of our league. Bang. This is a nice office. Security ain't great, though. <laughs> oh, but this desk is to die for. Is that walnut? Uh, beautiful. Hey, Storm. Yeah. Don't talk to yourself while you're sneaking around. Nah, I'm fine. Make sure those guards took an extended lunch. Alice can down to business. <laughs> oh, darn. The desk is locked. That won't be a cheap fix. Let's see here. Text info, letterheads, schedules. Come on, Storm, let your gut lead here. Ask me some clue. How's that commissioner up to? Ooh, salary reports. <laughs> Dang, I made that much last year. I must have kept bank. The hell? Oh. Duh. False bottom. Holy crap. The hell is all this? Blueprints. Manuscript. What kind of crazy language is this? Oops, guess I missed a few of those guards, huh? Open up, you're under arrest. Gotta bounce. I'm on to you, Lurie. This whole thing stinks. Oh, God. I forgot this was the top floor. Long ago, two lone wanderers happened upon a great mossy stone, embossed deeply with runes in a forgotten tongue. They were afraid. It seemed to know them. It seemed to create both light and darkness. They worshipped it as their new god, wrote songs and stories about its majesty, and never left its side. They fed on the moss and dared to touch it only in moments of desperation. They grew old at its base, and as they lay dying at the end of their lives' long roads, a crack emerged, and from it came a stream of mystical chartreuse syrup. It was the All Sauce. The All Sauce. The All Sauce. In their final moments, they reached out with hands shaking and let the fluid wash over their fingers. In frantic desperation, they put their hands to their mouths and tasted the forbidden extract. And they knew the flavor of the all sauce. The all sauce. The all sauce. And nothing had ever been so delicious. Now you can find all sauce at your local grocers. Goes great on chicken. Perfect finish to any stew. Make a sandwich you'll tell your descendants about. It tastes like tomorrow. All sauce, the forbidden flavor. 
Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the roll of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. Hail you cuties. Obviously, I can't speak with the gravitas of an ending season for every episode of this chapter, but rest assured, I am feeling it. With the first recording of season two coming up fast and the premiere date set, the excitement is ratcheting up on our side. I only hope I can live up to the work that Law has done and the expectations of our fans, especially our Patreon subscribers, who are the only reason we've come this far. This week's featured legendary patron team is The Oathsworn, with Craig McDonald, Brandon Wills, and Patch Perryman. Thank you so much. The new Patreon tiers will be going into place next Monday, and will work as follows. There will be three new limited tiers available. Hero, Champion, and Paragon of the Battle Axis at $25, $50, and $100 respectively. These tiers will have the same rewards as their non-participation counterparts with the added bonus that you will create a character of appropriate level who will be inducted into the Battle Axis. You'll decide the build and overall character sheet of the character and suggest a name, personality, and backstory that we'll have final approval on for obvious reasons. We plan to have community events, contests, and other great things for these limited tiers, as well as in-world meta segments and more. If you have any questions or just want to reach out about it, I recommend joining our Discord. You can find the link at theluq.com. Tonight at 7 p.m. PST, I'll also be answering questions after we premiere tonight's episode on our Twitch channel. So come join us at twitch.tv forward slash slapdash streams and come by tomorrow for laws and my Pokemon XY Nuzlocke. We also have a special birthday message today, yet another one, and I absolutely love these so much. Happy belated birthday to my brother-in-law and brother-in-arms, Psychic Skeleton. May the next year bring you and the cursed spawn loads of adventure, a little wealth, and most important, good health. Best of wishes, Telvarin. I love you both. I love you both so much. Yes, very good. If you or anyone you know would like to advertise with us or get a personal message on the show, reach out to us at admin at slapdashstudios.com. But enough out of me, let's get you back to the action. What was that? Where's that light coming from? Oh my gods. There's something out there. It crashed into the Tinfail's cottage. Oh no. Oh no, I hope they're okay. Maria, you stay here with the baby. I'll go check it out. No, don't. Someone could be injured. I'll be right back. And don't worry. I'll bring the crossbow. Hello? Maynard? Isabella? Are you okay? Dear lords. Who, who are you? What are you? Listen, I don't know where you came from, and I don't know what you are, but I'm asking you, please, to leave this place. Uh, are you from Andesign? Did, did the three hands make you? 
Are you demonic? Uh, celestial? Like the old stories? Don't. Don't come any closer. You killed the Tinfels. I can see that. I'm willing to forget that I saw anything if you just leave this place. Leave me and my family and go away. Forever. I swear on all the stars between the pantheons. I'll never say a word to anyone. Just... Ow. Just go away. Ow. My head. Stop it. I'm begging you. Listen to reason. I know you can understand me. I can see it in your eyes. Show some compassion. You can even take me if you want. Just leave my family alone, please. It looks like this could have been an accident. I can understand. Just please. You don't have to kill again. I once had one who spoke for me. One with a tongue of silver and keen mind. I feel lesser without them. You shall suffice. You shall be my voice here, in this place. You will be mine and serve only me in all my glory. And rest assured, I will kill again. Your bracelets lie smoking on the table. A large burn is formed on Maven's hand from the device that exploded in his palm, and he winces in pain, saying, Sorry about that. But the good news is, the power they had over you is broken now. For now, at least. But I have to warn you, it's still important to avoid looking at the light as much as you can, but you should be able to for some time. I would like an official pardon when we're done for removing my bracelet the first time after this. <laughs> I approve. <laughs> the bad news, besides the obvious, is that I would imagine most, if not all, other teams on the League are still wearing their bracelets and are completely under her power. Then, then what do we do? How do we get more of those things? The things you just used? That has been... A collection of all of my assets over the past two years together. Oh. I mean, I look at my arm. <laughs> <laughs> I got mine off once without that. We're not, we're not going to cut off everyone's hands. I, That's not the plan. It'd be better than them being against us, wouldn't it? I'd rather have a bunch of one-armed allies than a bunch of two-armed enemies. <laughs> if we are attacked for any reason by any other team, we aim for the hand. Okay. Mm. That seems like a very reasonable offense. If the enchantment involved is, in fact, in the bracelet and not simply a part of us. I'd like to be clear that I am certain that there are teams that are committed to the Luminary regardless of whether or not she's wearing her bracelet. As I've mentioned, all of this time I've been working on contracts, legal documents, audits, investing, designing. It's all been to try to gain the help of the governments of the five kingdoms. It's a strong asset to have, but I fear that we need to move quite a bit faster than the wheels of justice do. She may already have quite a bit of control in their courts. We just need to destroy the beacon. The Maven. Understand. I do see you as an important part of our team. 
but I think we need to have a conversation by ourselves. I think that's absolutely acceptable, and I'm going to be on the roof and keeping lookout. How long do you think we have? That's a good question. Hard to tell. Artyom? The? I think you should pick a time that we should move. What time is it now? It was just after sundown. Mm. I can think of no better time than dawn. Then tonight, we'll do what we need to prepare. In the morning, we'll set out to take down the largest, most powerful organization in all of the five kingdoms. Not overstated or anything. Hmm. <sighs> I'll be on the roof. And he takes one more bottle and goes. He takes Morty with him just to get some fresh air. Now the Mortal Dawn is alone in the Lounge of Ultimate Questing, business that they helped build. All the patrons are gone, and all the people out in the streets seem distracted by a beautiful white light. So let me start, I think, by speaking for all of us when I say, Fuck! Fuck! Pizdiets. <laughs> Go ahead, Arvid, it's okay. Um, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> what are the mushrooms going to do? Where are the uh, Shrumbara going to go? I, I'm not sure how far the Shrumbara can see. They might actually be okay in the greenhouse. Okay. While they're talking, I'll go up to my bedroom, grab a bundle from underneath my mattress, and come back down. Uh, what's that, Artyom? I, uh, I didn't know if I wanted to use it. I don't know what it is, really. But, uh... Oh boy. I guess now is not the time to look down my nose at any resource. I set the bundle on the table. It's just simple linen. He unrolls it, and inside is the sword that Vornoi was carrying. Oh. The deep root blade. The. I don't know anything about it. The blade itself is covered in some kind of arcane language, and it is a simple design with a very complex handle that almost imitates the design of the deep roots as they tangle together. It has a single edge, and it's about three feet long. I pull a candle from my pocket, and I set it down, and then I light it, saying it's incantation. The fumes from the candle drift out and seem to wash over this strange old blade. They continue upward, and you inhale them at once, learning the magical properties. This is Rodoslovnaya, the bloodline. It is a magical legendary item that requires attunement by a drow. 3,000 years ago, when the first warriors of the Drav swore their fealty to the hive matron of Alithian Thar, she reached into the shadows and pulled forth a blade to honor their pact. It's been handed down for generations to Drav warriors, and it's a symbol of their loyalty to House Valithian Thar. This blade is treated as a plus two long sword that uses the wielder's wisdom for attack and damage rolls. <laughs> it also adds their wisdom modifier to initiative rolls when attuned. It deals an extra 1d6 psychic damage. If the wielder scores a critical hit while attacking with this blade, they heal a number of hit points equal to half of the damage dealt. The wielder is immune to fear effects while attuned. Rad. It's <laughs> pretty fucking wicked. It's a psychic vampiric long sword. Thank you. That would have the longest fucking name in third edition. <laughs> <laughs> it is a, it is a symbol of the servitude that my people vowed to uphold, and hopefully it will be the very thing that breaks their chains. But first, 
I think it will be helpful in ending this beacon. Or at least ending those who would serve it. For me, this is not a difficult decision. In fact, if anything, I'm actually pretty excited to serve something that is so, uh, I suppose, unquestionably good. But I don't know. I cannot imagine how you feel about this, Christ. Hmm. Honestly, I feel nothing. And uh, I suppose I'm not surprised. <laughs> you know, this all feels like a giant cosmic joke. Are you kidding me? Me, a harbinger. You... <laughs> just a cosmic pawn. Until now, you've mostly just been a harbinger of my ulcers and other stress-related issues. Harthak sets a, a hand on Chris' shoulder and I say, Chin up, buddy. If anything... You're at least the Cosmic Queen. <laughs> if I'm honest, I almost feel worse for Arvid. Uh, why? Because I get to join you all in this? Because I saw you uh, from across the field and said, that looks like a good group, and now I'm here? Wait, you just... <laughs> they didn't assign you to our team? You just decided to hang out with us? Wait, you guys got assignments? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. <laughs> I mean, if we're being honest here, I serve the sun god. Arthax serves whatever his thing is. All of us are in service to some horrible extraplanar thing. But but you, you're just... I serve the community. You're just a good man. <laughs> yes. Arvid. Yes? You're a good man. Oh, th- thank you. Can I please have a hug? Duh. <clears throat> Careful with the ribs. Careful with the ribs. Yes, I love it. (laughs) Fuck your ribs. (laughs) Love is greater than bones. (laughs) Mm. So, what now? As far as I'm concerned, that is up to Christ. We made a big show, put our hands in the middle, all shot positive things, well, less negative things. But... I'm not going to pressure you to make this decision. I don't think you have to. What do you mean? Artyom doesn't need to pressure you. Maven pretty much told us the stakes already. I don't I don't know how much more pressure there really can be. We are friends. There is a difference between the world telling you to do something and the people you love and who love you telling you the same. I will not lend my voice to something that takes away his agency. I can agree with that, at least. It's funny. Even now, through all this, I just misguessed you. He wasn't trying to hurt me after all. Maybe there's something we can do about that. Hardex. Hi. Tell me, what do you know about this uh, rose? It is a porthole. It lets me view or contact uh, other planes or beings. Do you think maybe we can get a hold of an old friend? I doubt you'd find this boring. Mm. Exactly. And uh, 
I'm not about to look down my nose at any asset. Wait, I already said that about the sword. There's certainly every chance that we could reach out to him or or any of the other entities we've encountered. The destruction of a plane of existence does rather seem at least of interest to most parties, I would think. The greatest cosmic show. Hmm. Well, it does sound exciting. Maybe you set this up while I go tend to the etouffee. <laughs> <laughs> the last etouffee. You're welcome to go and grab the rose or like go, go to it and get it prepared for the ritual. Yeah, I think we'll probably be leaning on its abilities pretty heavily, at least for a bit. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to attempt to transplant it into a portable pot. Well, actually, when you enter the garden, you can see what looks like dozens of shrumbara are all working in unison to pack it into a much larger vase than it was in before. Yunoki? Oh, hello, Hanifax. What? What's going on? Oh, we're just doing what the rose asked for. Ah, of course. Inoki, can you see the bright light outside? Not really. We keep it nice and dark in here. Good. See that it stays that way. Sure. I'm no stranger to keeping my head in the sand. <laughs> and thank you. Well, of course. It's possible I may not see you again. You oh. have been a good, if very small and limitedly effectual friend. Well, you took all of my people out of a strange little box in the mountains and brought us to this beautiful garden where we can eat and grow as much as we want. I should be the one thanking you. As much as you want within reason, right? We had to talk about that. <laughs> I mean, who's to define reason? You know what? The world's ending. I'm not going to worry about it right now. <laughs> Come on, Rose. And I go back out to the front. All right. It's heavy, but you're able to tote it. Okay. You all reconverge there. Mm. And you manage to put away the last of the etouffee. You stock it up and finish the cooking process, get it tucked into the refrigeration units, and it'll be fine for a little while. I bring out a bowl with some rice and just start digging in. Mm. Three-fourths of the way finished etouffee. <laughs> Delicious. No, it's actually wonderful. John pierre doesn't fuck around. Well, you want guest deal? I do. I set the rose up to contact Gestiel, but I'd like to alter the preparations a little bit so that Christ is the communer. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, go ahead and go ahead and roll me an Arcana check. Sure. I would like to enhance the spell by creating that coin, the thing that we first met mm. with all the gold and uh Spread it around. Yeah, we can say that you're you're doing like a bardic inspiration to this Arcana roll to activate it. All right. What's your inspiration die right now? D6. Okay. I'll just go ahead and roll it. Might as well. Nice. 25. Nice. Very good. You find it difficult at first to pierce the defenses of the Feywild and to find a creature of such chaotic origin and trickery. You have to solve mental puzzles to make your way there. And the two of you kind of share one vision, as you simply see a small fox's skull floating in a void of darkness, facing away from you at first, humming a little song to itself. (laughs) 
tryst. Yes, dear. I've... I've missed you. Flattery. <laughs> of course. You've come to me in need. No, not... not need. Want. Hmm. Two sides of the same coin for many emotions. <laughs> I, I, I have to admit, I had so many things ready to say in my mind, and, and, and just hearing you. The song we spoke about. It's beginning. Hmm. So it is. <laughs> Will you... Will you, will you be my duet partner? <laughs> will I join you in this song? That depends. Are you planning to harmonize with the song in play? Or are you going to be the finale? Oh, oh, you know me better than that. I know what you want. Now, why would I ruin the surprise? <laughs> Tell you what. Mm. Give me some time, but I'll be watching. And I might just help if it's interesting. Mm. You've gotten stronger. Ever so. It's frightening, isn't it? It's exhilarating. It's too much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> And also not enough. Precisely. But if you stay here any longer, you will be trapped. The moon turns into a silver coin once again, and the Feywild is no place for your mind. <laughs> How I wish I could be trapped here with you. Ah, uh, yes. Please. Please, please, please. I live to please. And the fox skull vanishes into the darkness. When the two of you return to your minds and bodies, you are in the dining area of the lounge with the rest of the team, and you hear the footsteps coming down the stairs as Maven makes his way in. He says, well, we need to decide if we're going to get some rest or we're going to get moving any sooner. We should probably get moving. I think the longer that we wait here, the more risk we have of them finding us sooner. We can't be caught unaware. And as he says that, the sulfurous smell of teleportation magic fills the lounge of ultimate questing. The towering mechanical frames of pentadrone enforcers, giant in the lantern light, armored and masked nexus officers draw identical blades. They don't look like they're here to take anyone alive. Let's roll initiative. Having a good time? Of course you are. Everyone loves watching heroes defeat monsters and mysterious foes. And how about those commercials? I bet you can't wait to get your hands on some of those fabulous products. Wow. Huh. Uh, what's this? Uh, read it. I I'm not a news anchor. This is the LUQ. Okay. Okay, fine. <clears throat> 
On behalf of the League of Ultimate Questing, it is our duty to inform you, the public, that one of our champion-ranked teams has gone renegade and is attempting to destroy the League from the inside? If spotted, please report the location of the Mortal Dawn and any of its members, Artyom Konstantinovich Volkov, Chris Sagrand, Harithax, and Arvid Ulfman to the nearest League headquarters. Also wanted is the Mortal Dawn's team patron Maven, last name unknown. It is also with a heavy heart that we inform you that our beloved commentator for the League, Stormclad Thundertongue, is wanted for crimes against the Five Kingdoms and has been identified as the dangerous outlaw known as Uncle Midnight. Oh no. Well, that can't be true. Is he gonna be okay? Storm? If you're out there, be safe! Ow! What? I'm just saying, I hope my friend is safe. Ow! Stop it! <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Stay tuned, folks. Everything's fine. We'll be right back. Don't you worry. Just stick around for more LUQ right after this break. Jeez. Oh, boy. Oh, oh boy. Balls. Not the Penta Boys. We've Not spent 106 episodes talking up how terrifying the Pentadrone Enforcers <laughs> are. We named our mod on the Discord after the Pentadrone Enforcers. That's like, true. <laughs> who wants to take this outro and remember the name thing I forgot last time? Why don't we just start with that before we decide? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Table, starting with Sam playing Arvid Ulfmund. That's all. Oh, it's a Drew Drew Barb. Level. <laughs> Nine? <laughs> ten. I think we're a little ten now. There you go. <laughs> yeah, we're a little ten. Uh, <laughs> What's your split there, Sam? Uh, God, you guys are just <laughs> putting me over the barrel here. It's eight, two, eight, two. Eight mm. on uh, Barbarian and two in Druid. Very nice. My name's Michael Loving. I play Harthax, a tenth level Dragonborn Warlock. I don't have multi-classing, so it's a lot easier. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, uh, I'm Alente, and I play Chris Sagrand, the Crystalline Sorcerer, level 6 and level 4 creation bard. I'm Zach Marcus. I play Artyom Volkov, the Cleric of Sunlight, and I am also the Technical Director for Slapdash Studios, and I want to thank Sam Hediger for editing this episode. Hediger the Hediger. Locked <laughs> 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 <Wow>. in. <laughs> Uh, my name is Law. I am the Dungeon Master of the League of Ultimate Questing and Creative Director of Slapdash Studios. We're now back to the point where we have to decide who's actually doing this outro. Did you You're want me to do it, it Michael? Yeah. It's already happening. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this League of Ultimate Questing episode as we... Oh, you know what? Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Wait a minute. Mm. We have not fully and properly done the credits. Michael, you are not just the uh, voice of Heart Attacks. What also are you right now? A dad? The producer. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that I am cute. I am I am pressing the record button and the stop button on the task cam series of numbers. I am currently isolated in the corner of the room because I have a sore throat. And even though I'm pretty sure it's not COVID, I wanted to be safe for everybody. So uh, right now, Michael is taking over the producerial responsibility. Yes. I think it's important for the viewers, listeners to know that it's not just that you're in the corner of the room. You're you're actually barred off from visual contact with us. I have shoji screens that are yeah. set up and then I've got all the wires and everything like hung over the yeah, shoji. There's screens. just like a string coming out of it. And, and it's like it's like he's basically got one of those like cup on one side, cup on the other telephone. Yeah. 
own thing. Yeah, at, really at, at one point, either in this episode or the former one, I said something about Zach and his box. If that <laughs> made it into the episode and you didn't understand the reference until now, he's literally in a like Shoji screen <laughs> box on the <laughs> other side of the room from the rest of us. It's, it's very be good. real. I like it better this way. He has an air of an enigmatic air of mystique. Yeah, I thought you were going to say you couldn't see him when he got annoyed about editing things. <laughs> <laughs> now I don't know. <laughs> Perfect. He can glare at me all he wants. I can't see him. <laughs> oh, there's been plenty of eye rolling. Trust me. <laughs> anyway, thank you for joining us as we uh, launch into the end of the world. How terribly exciting. Mm-hmm. This this chapter is going to be eight episodes, and we are 25% of the way in. Yeah. <laughs> we are looking forward to dying or preventing the world from doing so. Mm. We'll find out. A little like column A, a little like column B. I mean, I hope mm-hmm. it's very little of A. Let's be real. Okay. Mm-hmm. But if you are enjoying our show the LUQ.com. That's where you can find the Discord, the Facebook group, the Twitter, the the often used Instagram. Wait, was that sarcasm or is yes, it real? Yes, yeah, they, they don't okay. post a lot on the Instagram. It's a it's a joke. This We're is just, a long running outro. It Michael. is a long running reading, outro. You're gonna have yeah. to start reading faster than William Shatner we, here. We, we don't we don't have a we don't have an outro card anymore, so I'm kind of winging it. It's also where the slapdash merch is. You know, the LUQ.com. It's your home for all things lucky. Mm. So yeah, till next time. We wish you luck. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>